I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And well, we should have labelled this Legends Month, shouldn't we? Last week, Bob Babbitt. This week, a conversation with the grip. Yes, Ironman legend Mark Allen. In 2012, ESPN named Mark the greatest endurance athlete of all time. Think about that. The greatest endurance athlete of all time. He won the famed Hawaii Ironman World Championships six times, six times. But well beyond the six titles, Mark won nearly every famed and epic race across the world, across all distances against the very best. And his journey is packed, just packed with lessons. His name is honestly quite synonymous with Dave Scott, another Ironman legend, following their story battles and obviously rich racing history. But as you'll find out, Mark is very much his own man. Now, I might be labeled the recovery coach, but Mark is known as the master of mindset. So much cooler, I just have to admit. His perspective on what it takes to be successful in any endeavor, how to navigate challenge, adversity, Establish the right perspective, while of course remaining focused and calm within chaos is exactly the reason that I am so excited to have Mark as a massive part of the upcoming Performance Reset event, November the 13th to the 15th. And it is election week here in the US. Cases of COVID are going in the wrong direction in many parts of the world. And frankly, a lot of people are at the end of their tether. And so I thought, who better to provide some lessons and perspective in this week, the most turbulent week in a most turbulent year, than, of course, Mark Allen. And so today's chat is really quite narrow in focus. It's all about perspective and mindset, an appetizer for the amazing sessions that Mark has planned in Performance Reset. And so I asked Mark today to join just for a really quick chat, because in the coming weeks, we are going to go the full Monty. We are going to have Mark back and do a big, deep dive into the whole Mark. But with the timing, the week, I just felt like, well, I thought it was really valuable to have him come on. And so before we dig in to what is a great session with the Mark Allen, I want to do a quick squatty update. And what more could I talk about in the Squatty Update than Performance Reset 2020? And several have asked, and so I thought, well, here we go. What's my toolkit of how best to utilize this event that we have on November the 13th to 15th? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, head over to performancereset2020.com, performancereset2020.com, and see what all the fuss is about. But we have had some questions in the last week around the format of the event because, yes, it is unique. And so what I wanted to do today for the Squatty Update is frame my perspective on how you as a participant can draw the most value for the event. 
So the first thing I'll say to this is that the event is live. It's live from San Francisco. But yes, it is absolutely accessible anywhere in the world. I want you to imagine heading to a weekend conference, the stereotype obviously being the conference in Vegas, and just immersing yourself in a conference experience that in this case focuses on setting up your best performance in sport and life into 2021. But the big difference being you don't have to fly there, you don't have to spend money on hotels, and you don't have to be away from your friends and family. And I promise you that this will not be a weekend of Zoom fatigue. Many of us are up to our tethers with Zoom fatigue because we're running the event from a platform that truly provides a highly interactive and stimulating weekend of fun. There's a main stage, there's intimate breakout rooms for conversations with the experts and guests. And then you can also dig into the expo area for individual one-to-one chats, just like circling the conference floor, looking for those free cozies and pens that I know you all dream of. And so that's the basic premise. It's a live event that's accessible from anywhere in the world, and it really mirrors what a conference would be like. But, and there's a big but, while the event is live, your success doesn't depend on you committing all three days of programming. Because my lens on participation particularly for you folks, the time staff performance enthusiasts, is that yes, we are going to have people that attend Performance Reset and they are going to be committed. Let's label them the enthusiastic and they will immerse. You might be one of these folks. You will immerse for three days of action-packed live joy. But others, and I would imagine like the majority of you guys participating, We'll treat it just like a real conference. You'll pick and choose the live events that fit into your schedule that really interest you, dipping in and out and drawing value from the many topics or subjects. But unlike a live conference, and before you panic that you might only get a few select sessions in, every single session that we're doing in this virtual event is recorded, and it's going to be available for you sometime after the event. And so here lies the power, because whether you are the immersed enthusiast or the time-starved participant who wants to pop in and out, the real value of this thing comes from the vault of important content that you can then digest at a cadence that suits you following the actual event. And so I would treat this as a catalog of really high-value education, inspiration, and lessons, some of which you can attend live, some of which you might digest following, but all, of course, incredible value. And so I hope that little perspective helps and it answers many of the questions that we've had on the event. Now, before we drive on, I want to mention that we have continued to expand the programming and the experts that we're drawing on. Now, you're going to hear Mark Allen in a moment, but here are some of the outcomes as a participant that you should anticipate what you're looking to get. And these are, I think, over four main areas around a broad range of performance. The first is positive habit creation. 
So we've included experts across the performance spectrum to deliver really actionable education and roadmaps to improve your resilience, energy management, focus, effectiveness. These include nutrition, hydration, posture, mobility, strength, daily activity, behavioral psychology for habit creation and stickiness, and so on. And so, yes, one big outcome we want is you stepping forward with positive habits. The second is we believe that you can draw a lot of lessons from leaders. And we've got a really eclectic group of business leaders who are going to share their lessons on effectiveness, purpose, the role of health and sport into life and business. And these guests include Mark Ganey, the founder of Strava, Sami Inkanen, the founder of Trulia, as well as the current CEO and founder of Verta Health, Heidi Zak, the founder and CEO of Third Love, an amazing company completely repositioning how women should be portrayed in the media. Jesse Thomas, professional triathlete, obviously Purple Patch athlete and the CEO of Picky Bars. Justin Forsett, nine years in the NFL and now CEO of Hustle Clean. Dia Nauer, the CEO of Venton Bicycles and many, many more. And so we want you to draw the lessons of leaders. The third big outcome is we want you to draw guidance and inspiration from pros. Because I believe that there is a massive amount to draw from elite people doing elite things and the path of professional and elite athletes. And we have a fantastic cast. We have Sam Appleton. We have Justin Forsett, Wale Forrester, Sarah Piampiano, Mohamed Lana, the Paralympic medalist, Jesse Thomas, and many more. And so the pros are there to give you inspiration. And finally, we want to corner off a little bit of the event to provide inspiration and a performance roadmap for maturing athletes and employees. Because, and this is a passion, we see too many folks cross a certain age, often just edging into their 50s, and they take the mindset of winding down. And of course, they accelerate their actual mental and physical aging, they lose effectiveness, And they experience a really diminishing confidence in their feeling of role and value. And it doesn't need to be this way. So we plan to help. We're hosting an inspirational and educational panel that we are affectionately labeling our AARP Anarchists. And with our rich history of helping everyday maturing athletes do incredible things, we thought, how can we not take this opportunity? And so I'm not going to be hosting that. It is Matt Hurst who formerly ran all of sports at Red Bull, but also is the founder of Aegist. And he is going to moderate a panel discussion that includes Bob Babbitt, Heather Graham, a lawyer and adventurer, Kelly McMaster, yes, a mum and CEO of Purple Patch Fitness, and Rick Wimmer, who is a former guest of this show in the same way as Heather Graham was, a wonderful guy, CFO of Pike Corporation, who will be charging in the power of mindset and positivity. And so, yes, you committed athletes, there is going to be plenty for you to feast on. But you don't need to be a committed athlete to benefit from this event. Because whatever your passion, your role, your purpose, your driver into 2021, we want to set you up. And this is special. PerformanceReset2020.com. I will shut up on that, but I hope it helps as a toolkit because right now it is time to bang out the ukulele. Barry, I need you. I need to be prevented from talking anymore. Give me word of the week. We like the way he thinks, Siri. Serious- 
Yes, the word of the week, guys, is committed. And this word came as a gift to me from another Purple Patch coach, who I have to say is simply wonderful. His name is Sean Garrick. And this was something, and I'm going to have to paraphrase as I go through this word of the week, but it is something that he said to an athlete who was facing challenges of motivation. You see, at Purple Patch, we have quite recently implemented a low-key and very social gathering, a video gathering of conversations with our athletes. And we have our coaches on board. I like to drop in occasionally and we tackle anything, really anything that's on folks' minds. And we do an afternoon session and then a second session the next morning so that all the time zones can get to play. And they are really proving valuable. But a common theme that we found last week was this thing of motivation. Yes, it's chaotic and turbulent times, and people are having a hard time with motivation. If that's you, you are not alone. But one athlete asked what they should do to find the motivation amongst the chaos of these times, and in their case, the evaporation of so many of their races. Now, we've spoken about this on the show plenty. But I want to highlight the reply from Sean, very wise guy. So Sean replied, and I want to listen to this because Sean began his answer with a lot of empathy, some practical tips on how to return to purpose and establish positive habits, retain a long-term perspective, seek crucial mini victories that when they accumulate can start to build joy, and all of those things over trying to seek some seismic shift in mindset. And it was a very good answer. But he then finished his answer by saying something which I thought was really powerful and really important. And so here's where I'm going to paraphrase. And so I quote, Sean said, you know, when you get a new coach, it sometimes takes a while for you to really develop trust in the approach and plan. And trust is not something that you can fake. So if you haven't got trust, but you've started with a coach, one thing you can do is you can commit to the plan. You can commit. And so in that vein, it is normal that sometimes you will struggle with motivation along this journey that is performance. So how about Instead of worrying about that too much, you focus on getting committed. Because if you're committed, it becomes powerful, it's relentless, and it's full of follow-through. And I quite like that. Because the world isn't always about stars, rainbows, and flowers. We face adversity, we face challenge, and we struggle. But... If you're committed, suddenly you're bulletproof. And so as you edge towards 2021, I ask you, what are you committed to? That's our word of the week. And now it is time for our meat and potatoes. Mark Allen. 
Yes, it is the meat and potatoes. And today, well, goodness me, it's another legend on the show. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, yeah. I thought when you said legend on the show, I thought you were talking about yourself. I didn't know you were <laughs> going to. No, 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 no. I, I want to be completely clear. I am. And, and but you're here as well. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. As, as mentioned before, I'm man legend Mark Allen, six time world champion and a whole lot more behind. But the, uh, we are doing a special show and, I, and I'm going to kick this off with, with framing this for the listeners. This is not the Mark Allen interview. We are going to have the Mark Allen interview that we're going to do a real deep dive into your background, your sports, your coaching, your mindset, and everything Mark Allen. But today, with this most turbulent week in a highly turbulent year, we're going into this outcome of the very divisive election in uh, in the US, COVID-19 on the rise in Europe, US, rest of the world. Many listeners been navigating life and, uh, and their sport under the societal stress and uh, maybe a little bit of simmering hope of a return to normalcy, but probably replaced with more fog and uncertainty. We thought that we would get together and try and help the listeners with the performance mindset. And you are the master of mindset. And so our only subject today is going to be about establishing focus in these times. And I hope that our conversation today for listeners will also be a really nice warm-up for our upcoming event that we're both obviously key speakers in the Performance Reset, November the 13th to 15th. But with that, is your seatbelt fastened? Are you ready to dig into this 20 minutes of power? Absolutely. Ready to go. Ready to throw what ideas I can come up with and what I've been doing and using myself during this time. Because like you said, uh, you know, it's it's a worldwide situation going on in, on many different levels. And each country certainly has its own uh, character and, and things that are unique that maybe another country doesn't have, but there are certainly some intersecting lines. You know, every country is dealing with with COVID, with the pandemic. You mentioned uh, the rise in, in Europe. My brother uh, lives in France. He, he owns a soc- one of the soccer teams over there, and uh, he, he flew back. He arrived yesterday simply because France is locked down for a month, and he figured may as well just come back here. He can carry on things from his computer here or there. So may as well be with his family here. So anyway, side note, you know, we're all, we're all in this together and we all have a choice. How are we going to deal with it, navigate with it, respond to the situations? And so that's, that's kind of like the very genesis of a lot of the, uh, of developing that, that mindset to work through this period. And I've, you know, I've kind of mentioned this to a lot of the people that I coach. I, I've said to them, or I've asked them, I said, you know, clearly we all will make it through the pandemic. There will become a normalcy, a new normal, a new way of doing things. Um, but the, the real question is, how do you want to make it through? You will make it through, but do you want to just make it through this time? Or, or is there something unique and golden that you might be able to get out of it? if you have the right focus, if you have that champion's mindset. And when we 
when we speak about a champion's mindset, um, it's something that everybody can have. You know, no one is just innately born with this amazing ability to deal with challenge, to deal with uncertainty, to deal with impossible looking scenarios. We develop the ability to do all of that. And so, um, you know, one of the just simplest ways is to, to ask yourself, what can I learn during this time? What, what am I learning right now that I would not have learned had we not had this pandemic, something that might enrich my life later. And if that becomes the goal, as opposed to just making it through, then all of a sudden it becomes a, a completely rich environment for, um, you know, not only personal growth, but then also developing a, a real resolve or, or way of sort of strengthening your focus so that you are stronger, you are more resilient, you know, mm-hmm. so that you don't get stuck in the quagmire of negative thoughts and negative uh, commentaries. And I mean, all you got to do is look on the news and, you know, yeah, you'll, you'll need to go get a therapy session, right? Because everything is, everything is horrendous and nothing's going right. And every time it seems like we're turning a corner, we're at another dead, dead end street. So I, I kind of rambled on there a little bit, but that's sort of something that, you know, obviously for those of you listening that, that both Matt and I are going to be talking about at the Performance Reset 2020 uh, virtual conference uh, as a way to really give you some some concrete tools to create that mindset that will serve you well, navigate through this time. We won't have every answer to every situation, certainly. And none of it will mean anything unless you unless you actually try it. Well, that's, you know, it's interesting. You, you, you what the, I'm going to hone in on something you said there because you, you sort of said you can, you can sort of navigate this or you can really look for growth opportunities. The other day I was chatting to Matt Hurst and Matt is the, going to be the moderator for one of the sessions that we have at the event, uh, which I'm affectionately labeling it the AARP Anarchist. So the, the sort of more mature athlete looking to thrive uh, in both sport and life as you start to move across the threshold of really even 45, but 45 to 50, 55, and all the way up into 70s, 80s, and 90s, et cetera. And he had a, a, a great quote that he said to me, or something that he said that really stuck with me, and he said, none of us can avoid the reality that we are going to age and get older. But we absolutely have a choice on how we age. And I think that's a a really similar sentiment to what you just said there. This is something that has been thrust upon us, but we do have an option on how we navigate it and what and how we actually relate and and approach to it. Do do you obviously agree with that sentiment? Yeah, and, and you can you can easily relate it to the the journey of an aging athlete, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm 62. I know I don't look a day over 75, but you know, uh, I'm 62. And when I turned 50, that was really a, that was like one of those, the the first morning in my life that it was a birthday where I was like, holy shit, (laughs) you know, I am at least probably halfway through this journey. And so how am I going to live the second, second part, the second half or whatever I have left? And it really became a quest to start to um, 
manage reality. And I think that's really says it the best, you know, in the pandemic, you can't escape it. Just like you cannot escape the fact that you're going to get older. However, it's like, how, how will you, uh, reset your goals? How will you redefine what has purpose? And if those are part of the equation, then all of a sudden, it's still every every day you wake up, it's still this exciting thing. Like you're a kid in a candy shop. Like I can't wait to get going again because I'm on this new aspect of my journey through life. And instead of trying to, as an athlete, win a world championship, I'm trying to uh, just add another day of consistency in my training, you know, doing something that is simple, but positive for my life. And so, you know, translating that into pandemic, your ideal world may not exist the way you wanted it to be. Just like if you're 60 and you're trying to win the Ironman World Championship against guys that are 30, it's not going to happen. That's unrealistic. However, you can have an amazing Ironman World Championship experience if done with the reality of who you are, where you're at, your life, your life situations, and then maximizing what you have as opposed to trying to grab something that you can't. And so it's for sure, it's good to challenge ourselves, you know, give ourselves those little benchmark things like, Hey, maybe I don't, I wonder if I can run 12 miles or I wonder if I can do a half marathon. I wonder if I can do an Olympic distance race. I wonder if I can be a little bit better than all those guys or those gals in my age group. Hey, why not? That's exciting. That ha- and that has just as much meaning and just as much value and just as much motivation and in- inspiration as an athlete who's trying to win a world championship. So again, you know, back to the, the pandemic, it's like, well, what what positive things can I do for myself right now? You know, ponder that question for a second. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I want to I, I want to come back to mindset and some skills and a little bit of practical advice. Uh, not we're not going to give it all away because we're 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 going to have listeners come and 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 listen to you at the uh, obviously at the event. But I want to talk about distractions because there is a whole bunch of noise right now, and all of us are trying to navigate our life journey, whether it's sporting goals, family, performance in the worst place, etc. But I think that more than any other time, we are constantly challenged by massive distractions. As you mentioned, election, collision of work and home life, COVID-19, et cetera. So drawing on your experience, how can folks keep improving or keep performing amongst so much distraction? A lot of that has to do with... um just going back to the basics of whatever whatever venue you're talking about, whether it's an athletic journey or a business journey or a relationship journey, you know, what what are the simple day-to-day things, the little foundational pieces that I can put in place each and every day that may not take me to the the big goal that is way out of reach right now, but they're taking me, they're helping me to continue to progress and to sort of perfect myself as an athlete or as a business person or as a father, a mother, a a friend, you know, a partner. And um, people forget those, those foundational things. Like I, you know, 
going back to the folks that I coach, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, many of them were ready to just throw in the towel and go, forget it. Why should I train? All the races are off the calendar. And it's like, well, let's, let's bring it back to the basics, basics, just simple swimming, cycling and running or whatever you can do and Mm -hmm. do those things at a, at a reduced level see how good you feel. And then all of a sudden you have a more profound relationship with those simple, simplistic uh, building blocks of your life. And they become rich and golden and part of something that, that does have meaning that has nothing to do with having to sign a big contract, set up a PR. Uh, they're just moments each and every day that you do something positive for yourself. You know it, nobody else may even see it but it enhances your life and enables you to, as you said, you know, kind of keep focused and pointed in in a good positive direction. I think it's super. I I, want to go and I I wanted to mention this for the listeners, but uh, you you are obviously one of the most successful endurance athletes of all time. And I'm not sure if many listeners will know this, but I happen to know that ESPN actually labeled you the greatest endurance athlete of all time. I went and looked that up. That was in 2012. But when we go back and think about your sport and accomplishments, the first thing people say is Mark Allen, six-time world champion. You went through and did many Ironman before that. And you are known beyond the master of mindset as uh, that is my new label for you, but really, really, really patient development of a career. You had almost the best career journey that, that I could think of as a case study. So through that, the word that I came up with is this incredible persistence. So I'm interested in your journey, and, and I'll say this and make you blush, your journey of greatness, how did you continue to keep fresh mentally and really embrace the journey through all of those years? That, that's a great question, and it, it's one that I think a lot of athletes don't have an answer to, especially when things aren't going the way they hope. They're not following the ideal trajectory of where they thought they might be after a certain number of years of, of training and racing and gaining experience. Um, one of the things, there's two things. One was that um, as, a, as a kid growing up, I was a competitive swimmer, but I was very, very mediocre. You know, I never had, I never even qualified for Olympic trials, forget going to the Olympics or doing anything like on a world-class level. So, you know, I was, there was nothing that I ever did that you know, made the news when I did a swim meet. It was always just a personal, um, you know, if I could take a, a couple tenths of a second off my 100 backstroke, I was ecstatic, you know. And, and so yeah. I got this just innate uh, ability to just enjoy something that I do over and over and over. And to, when they came, get those little small incremental improvements that's like, yeah, that was really cool. You know, I love the training and, you know, nobody's going to give me anything big for it, but it's satisfying. So bringing that back into the sport of triathlon, you know, even in the years, the first six years that I did Ironman where I did not win, you know, I was in contention for the, the lead, but that other guy, what was his name? I can't Dave, remember. Dave, yeah, Dave. Yeah, Scottish or something. Scottish, something like that. Yeah. I can't yeah. He, you know, he, he was, he had it dialed in. And so anyway, 
even though I wasn't achieving the big goal, there were still small successes that were going on within each one of those races. And also, uh, you know, I'm just as human, if not more than anybody, you know, I was completely disappointed after a lot of those. And so I just allowed myself time to be disappointed when I fell short of something that I felt like I was ready for. You know, it's like, why hide that? You know, so I just let myself be bummed and, and, and mad and whatever for a couple of weeks. And it's like I would slowly start to get a little distance from that intense emotional response to however the race turned out in those first years, obviously, negatively. And then I started to gain a little bit of clarity. And then I started, would ask myself, is that the best that I have? Or can I, can I do something that will help me to get a little bit better? And the answer after each one of those tough races was always, yes, there is something that I can do next year to gain a little bit more proficiency, efficiency, power, speed, endurance, whatever it is that I, that I need. And so bringing that back to your question about persistence, persistence isn't, it's not a, it's not cruise control where you set it at, at, at 65 miles an hour and you go 65 miles an hour the entire way. Some days you're going 100 and other days you're barely able to go five miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And so to, un, to realize that that's how persistence is, it's something over time, not every single day you're on top of it. Because some days you're not going to be on top of your journey. You're going to feel lousy. You won't have motivation, but that's okay. You will have disappointments. That's okay. You will fall down. That's also all right. But then you gain distance. You get perspective. You gain clarity. You're out daydreaming. Ah, that's the answer, you know. And so then it comes and then you're excited again because there's something that you're going to put in play that you maybe hadn't before. And so it's just a, it's just surrendering to the fact that, you know what, life, life is not going to follow my ideal strategy and timeline, you know. And so if you can surrender to that, then you have a much greater likelihood of being persistent, of sticking with it until you get there. And listeners, as you listen right now, he's not really talking about sport. He's talking about life just in case you're wondering. <laughs> so I want, I want to talk about the upcoming event a little bit. And uh, I, I mentioned on a previous show that when Kelly and I had the idea of Performance Reset, which, which was not too many weeks ago, we put this together pretty rapidly, but we, we put down the names on the whiteboard and Kelly said, oh, put down Mark Allen. I said, yeah, Mark, my and yeah, but you know, I, I get along great with Mark and I'll call him and ask. And I, I remember just now about a month ago calling you saying, Mark, we're doing this thing. And I'm not sure if you might be available and interested. And within about three minutes, you said, I'm in. That's great. And it, so with that context, which is fantastic, we're excited to have you. Why do you think that this is such an important event for so many people? I think it's important just because um, it's real easy to highlight what's not working, and we get we get overwhelmed and and smothered with that kind of news and energy and focus. And so, why not bring people together who are trying to create a more positive focus outlook? Help people bring experiences that hopefully can help people to find solutions for their own life that will 
turn turn the tide around for them at least in their mindset you know and and it's the, the interesting thing about this is that you know i'm not in no way do i think i have some amazing solutions to everything going on you know i mean we we all are in this together however um you know there's there's just a there's something about bringing people together with a, a very positive focus that sets up an energy that can af- affect things on a, on a broader scale. I mean, just look at something like the Ironman, you know, you've got 2000 athletes that come together and they do this amazing thing, but doing it all together creates this incredible energy that inspires has inspired, you know, millions of people, maybe not to do an Ironman, but to at least take better care of their lives, better care of themselves. And so for sure that it was, like you said, two minutes of you explaining what this was going to be about. And I said, I'm in. Count me in. It's great. When you think about your role at the event, and, and you have several over the weekend, actually, you're, you're, uh, we are making good use of your, um, your skills and your perspective. But how do you hope to, to help participants? Um, well, a couple ways. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, if nothing else, they'll just enjoy hearing stories and, and, and hearing some outlooks on, on what's going on and, and how different people have been dealing with it. Cause you know, it's sort of like you feel, you can feel, especially with social distancing, you can sort of feel like you're, you're a lone sol- soldier in, in this challenge by yourself. When in reality, if you look at everybody of any demographic and we're all kind of in this, obviously different levels, but, um, so hopefully it will inspire people to go have a have a breath and go, oh, thank God, I'm not I'm not the only one dealing with this kind of stuff. Um, and then hopefully, you know, provide tools and help people to start to grasp that um, you can you can create habits that you do daily that, that start to. Turn, turn the wheels on your life again, you know, whether it's athletically or in a business sense or even just having a, a more positive outlook. And one thing that I really do want to emphasize is that even if you or me or any of the other presenters at the, at the Performance Reset have something that touches someone and it, and it helps them to look at things differently and change something about their life, they will still have to deal with everything. It's sort of mm-hmm. like... I, I I can relate this to athletics because that's my canvas, right? You know, I one of the things that was really key for me in my racing was to just really get my mind to be quiet, especially in the moments when it was getting tough. I could feel my energy dropping. It would start to feel like, oh, I, I can't win or I'm going to have to walk on the marathon, whatever it is. I would get my mind to be quiet because when my mind was quiet, then I didn't have all that negative chatter going on. And certainly I'm sure a lot of us have had a little bit of that negative chatter, you know, that committee that goes off in your head and says, I can't do it today. You know, my job, my this, my that. Well, and it would help me to get through those rough patches and then my energy would come back up and then I'd be back on track. Well, I was explaining this to an athlete a number of years ago and he, he was a German athlete. And he said, you know, I've, I've practiced what you've told me. I've, I've gotten my mind to be quiet in the races. You know, I can, I can feel it. Like when it starts to go negative, I just kind of go, and my mind is quiet. He said, but my legs still hurt. And I said, 
I never told you that your leg would stop hurting if your mind was quiet. It just wouldn't affect you the same. And so that's, you know, kind of like what I'm hoping that people will, one of the things that they'll gain out of that conference is uh, a new mindset, uh, some habits, some skills that maybe they didn't have, but then to realize, you know, they're still going to have to deal with stuff. That's, but your relationship with it will be very different. I think that's, um, that, that's what I'm, I think, most excited about. And the, the lessons, which we won't dive into today, but the lessons between the athletic mindset and applying that to everyday life, uh, I think you have beyond anyone a, uh, so much to provide there. So I think that's going to be very interesting. I, I, a couple more questions that I have, and one I just I, I want to actually talk about coaching a little bit. I know that it's slightly off topic for today. But the coaching relationship is one that's, uh, that to me is always fascinating as a coach. And we're actually uh, having a session where together we will be talking about coaching with our good friend Bob Babbitt leading us. So who knows where that conversation is going to go with Bob, by the way. It might not end up being about coaching at all. But it's really about how to be coached. And I think that when we think about coaching, a lot of people – see coaches in ever any endeavor, whether it's an executive coach, a sporting coach, as the magic solution. But this it's a partnership, it's a relationship. And people are often challenged on how to be coached, how to be good coached athletes. And uh and so I just like a, a little teaser here with what are the some of the common challenges that you see for people in being coached? That's a, actually a great question, and um, I can probably address it most easily by sharing some of the experience I've had with professional athletes who have asked for my help. Um, you know, these are people who are already getting whatever, 97, 98% of their genetic capability out of themselves already, you know, mm -hmm. and it's that last little bit they're trying to extract that they can't seem to find the solution to doing. And so a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them who have come to me want to get that last little bit by not changing anything. You know, they, they want to come to me and just because they're associated with Mark Allen, that there's some magic that's going to rub off and they're going to go from seventh to first in Kona. Well, I tell them, look, okay, you have the potential, but there's these two or three things that you need to change if you're going to possibly maximize that. And those last little things are always the hardest things for that person to change. Otherwise, they would have already done it, you know. And so my job is not easy when it comes to pros, nor is their job because, like I said, they're getting almost everything out of themselves they can anyway. And that last little bit is probably something that's very unnatural for them to do or to let go and, and switch and change. And so as an athlete to be coached well, you have to one, you know, it's good obviously to research uh, the coaches that you're considering, make sure there's kind of a paradigm fit for you and that you have confidence that that coach has enough skill, experience, knowledge to actually give you, give you training that will work for you. And then be willing to, just go with that coach's paradigm for a while and see how it works. Because usually the the, the great um, benefits from a coach giving you workouts and guidance, guidance 
guiding you doesn't happen overnight. It happens over several years. And that takes patience to just stick with it and see how it works. And as you gain more confidence, then you want to you want to spend more time with that coach. And so it's, and it is a partnership, you know, and no, no two athletes are the same. No, no two coaches are the same. Uh, so it's finding that, that fit for you. You know, what, one of the, one of my personal coaching experiences, it's now going back several years, but working with Chris Lieto, who you obviously know very well. Uh, and one of the most impressive things about Chris, when I got to work with him was, he, I, I was, I was a young puppy of a coach at the time, really, and he was established. Uh, he'd done very, very well across races. Was a big name in the sport, but I saw several areas that I felt like he really needed to change. One of the things I'll have enduring respect with him is, as long as he understood the why, he was willing to actually adapt, evolve the methodology, and then fully commit to it. And he fully committed to it, and and obviously had a lot of success. It, it you know it wasn't my magic fairy dust. It was a true partnership. And so when I go back through of the the really great professional coaching relationships that I've had, there's there's tended to be really good longevity, really good communication, and uh, an adaptability with a real mindset of partnership. And uh, and I can think of others where. Instant gratification, I think, is the way that I would sum up some of the uh, some of the stuff that you said there. And then also something that I think is 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 a real detriment to a long term development of of any athlete, which is sort of coach bouncing, you know, going back and forth, just looking for the answer, which is really just showing their inability to adapt. I think in many ways. Yeah, the coach bouncing is kind of like uh, the athlete who. When we had magazines, we'd get the magazine each month, triathlete magazine or whatever, read the the workout or the tip of the month, and that's what they would do for the next month. And the next month, they're doing something completely different, and then a different diet. This one, and the you know, and it's like you're you're never giving any of the things that you're trying long enough time to be truly effective and to really reap the benefits. Like it took me, um, it took me years to develop my aerobic physiology, which required me to slow down instead of trying to go hard all the time. Coming into the sport as a swimmer, everything was anaerobic. And then I just adapted adopted that mindset the first year and a half of triathlon and had some successes, but some total breakdowns. And it, it took me three or four years of really, really being conservative on my speed work and doing a ton of base work before all, everything really started to gel and to come together. And then finally, obviously, 1989 onward, you know, six Ironman victories and six starts. It was, uh, you know, well worth that journey to get there. The journey to get there. So coming back to the now, final question for you, motivation. Day-to-day in the weeds with, with look, we, we, we sort of have mentioned this, but a lot of negativity, a lot of stress. I think some people are, are really uh, struggling with, not necessarily in a clinical sense, but a form of sort of depression in many ways. There, there are a lot of people across all walks of life struggling at the end of their tether in, around motivation. What are your thoughts, leaning back on your journey, coming back to the persistence thing, your thoughts of driving on when mo- motivation is low? Uh, well, first and foremost, it's important to remember that 
we're human beings. We're not we're not computers that are programmed to go according to plan all the time. And so, it just it's important to acknowledge uh, when you are when your motivation is low, and to ask yourself why is it low? Am I tired? Am I just feeling stale? Am I needing to change where I'm putting some of my emphasis? You know, sort of like step step back and, and look at yourself from a little a little bit of a removed perspective to to see why you are not motivated. You know, and it might be one or a number of those things. And so then it's your your then it's like okay, so then what do I need to do about that? Well, I'm just tired, so I'm going to skip tomorrow's five forty five a.m. swim session in a lane by myself that I've reserved that I can only get two, two, two days a week now. Even though it's only two days, I'm tired. I need the rest. Okay. You, you solve that one. Or I'm rested. It's just that I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over. And I need a little bit of variety. Well, good. Create, some, different. Yeah. create some variety. Do some, some alternative training find some training partners, do your loop the other direction, you know, just, I mean, there's simple little things that you can do or, or maybe set, set a, a personal little challenge that, that only you will know that you're doing. Maybe it's to run seven days this week instead of four or three or whatever you normally do. Just something so that you're kind of like, okay, yeah, this is, it's, it's, it's the same stuff, but each it has a little bit of a different spice, a little different spice to it than it had, you know, the past weeks. Simple stuff, really. Little mini victories. The little yeah. victories add up to uh, to enthusiasm, I think, overall. Well, um, Mark, thanks so much. It's uh, I'm I'm incredibly excited. We're less than two weeks away. It's going to be quite the event. I know that uh, I'm I'm lucky to have had a, a pretty good preview of uh, of your main stage, and uh, I'm incredibly excited for it. I, I just think that it's there's so much value and so much time. And as you said to at the top, this is really about people coming together. And I think that if nothing else, performance-minded people coming together is going to spark inspiration, enthusiasm, and a shared aspect to this journey that we're all navigating. And so I, I guess there is one more question. How, how can people find you? You can find me uh, for my coaching, markallencoaching.com. I have a list of all my services. I write some blogs in there. Uh, actually, I'm finishing up a series of 15 blogs in, in there called uh, Keeping It Simple, Staying Healthy During COVID and Beyond. And they're just simple little tips. And some of those will be I'll be speaking about in, in detail at the Performance Reset uh, in two weeks. So um, you can always email me, Mark at MarkAllenCoaching.com. Check out uh, Fit Soul, Fit Body, Nine Keys to a Healthier, Happier You, a book on um, Amazon that I, that I wrote with Brant Secunda. Also, The Art of Competition is on Amazon as an ebook. Super beautiful with uh, two-page spreads of, of photos with nature paired with quotes that I wrote that do turn sport into something beyond sport. And so those are two great things. And then, of course, I hope to see all of you at Performance Reset 2020, November 13th, 14th, and 15th. There you go. Very impressive. And Mark, thanks so much. Stay safe. And uh, looking forward to the event in, uh, in now under two weeks' time. Take care, mate. I'll see you there. Vroom.
There you go, guys. Mark Allen, the master of mindset. I cannot wait for the performance reset, and I cannot wait to mark sessions. It is going to be powerful. And you do not have to be an athlete to draw from the lessons of what this guy has around mindset, perspective, the journey, and how to find your performance in your life. And so, Mark, thank you as we navigate these weeks and the challenge. I'm excited that you're a part of the journey with us as we start to kick 2020 in the butt and put it into the rear view and start to look forward to 2021 with mental resilience, physical resilience, adaptability, and the appreciation that we actually do have control to decide how we are going to thrive in this adversity. And so guys, I will see you next week. We're getting closer to the event. Register now. It is time. Thank you and take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers!